Welcome back to A Fine Time for Healing. I'm your show host, Randy Fine. For those who don't know me, I am a world-renowned narcissistic abuse expert and coach. I treat people in my private practice, which I've had for about 15 years. And I'm also a neurobilateral processing coach who is certified in trauma release. Today I'm doing the show just by myself because every second Friday of each month, I do a show specifically on narcissistic abuse. And sometimes I bring in guests and sometimes I just do it myself. And this week I'm gonna do it myself because somebody has asked me a few questions and I think I can elaborate on them. And I think it's interesting information that you will all enjoy hearing or benefit from hearing. So today I'm gonna to talk about, I'm gonna to start to talk about how to identify narcissists who work in relationship expert mental health fields. Right, therapists. People who you seek out because they have a PhD, a master's degree, they call themselves a psych psychotherapist or they are a psychiatrist, maybe they're an MD or a DO. Whatever it may be, sometimes it's a social worker. Whatever it may be, there's a, a misunderstanding that people who have these degrees and these letters after their name are going to know how to treat everything. And I don't wanna minimize their education and their ability to help people because they are amazing, and I've benefited from using therapists before. When it comes to narcissistic abuse, parental alienation, these kind of things, this is a very tricky situation, and it's not recognized by many narcissistic, not narcissistic, but um, mental health practitioners, such as therapists and psychiatrists and so forth. The reason it's not understood is because there is no diagnosis for what I'm about to talk about. And these clinicians can only treat conditions that are listed in the DSM-5. So if there's a mental health condition that's not in there, not only can they not treat it, but they have no experience with it. And furthermore, they have no training in it. So when they go to school to learn these things, you would think they would learn everything there is to know about the mental health field. That is not true because narcissistic abuse is an area in which there is no training information, anything like that. And what we're talking about for the most part with people who have been abused by narcissists is we're talking about something called narcissistic victim syndrome, which in itself is composed of several different things, dissociation, Stockholm syndrome, magical thinking, cognitive dissonance, complex PTSD, a variety of things that all come together <clears throat> to make narcissistic victim syndrome. So if you go to a therapist, with this issue, 
Number one, you're likely to be told to find a way to work your relationship out, number one. And number two, they're going to treat you from what I call the top down, meaning that they're going to treat you from your symptoms, not the core problem. And this can be very upsetting. It can make things worse. It can be very unsatisfying and sometimes it can be very frustrating. But today I want to focus on those mental health practitioners, therapists, psychiatrists who are doing this for the a very wrong reason. That reason being they are narcissists. Yes. Narcissists are in every single career, business, everywhere. They're in everything. And they are prolific in the mental health department, mental health field. Because they are control people. They want to control everybody. And what better way is there to control somebody's mind than to be a licensed therapist or psychotherapist? These narcissists usually operate covertly. The abuse is subtle, but the effect that they have on those who, for whatever reason, are experiencing a vulnerable time in their life can be devastating. So as I said, many have the misconception that a mental health degree and letters after someone's name automatically makes the person competent and trustworthy. People are people. We cannot blindly trust anybody just because the person is licensed and trained, just because they have a master's degree or a PhD. And what could be a better place for a narcissist to work than in a place where people are coming to them with emotional problems, looking for direction, and they can control their minds. Very scary, I know. But let me tell you something, this happens a lot. And I hear it. When you go to a, a therapist who is not specifically experienced in narcissistic abuse, often what's used is a process called cognitive behavioral therapy. Behavioral meaning be aware of your behavior in a given situation. So why is this wrong? Well, your behavior in a narcissistic abuse situation is not your behavior at all. It is your reaction to what is being done to you. And often you don't even realize what's being done to you. But people often say to me, Randy, I think I'm the narcissist. And I also think I wasn't perfect. 
everybody says that to me. You're absolutely right. You weren't perfect, but you were not operating from your regular mind. You're operating from what I call emotional hostage syndrome, meaning that your emotions from the very beginning, the way that you process information was hijacked deliberately. And once it was hijacked, you were unaware that changes were being made. But you see, narcissists have this ability to burrow into our psyche. And then once they're in there, they just move things around. They push the levers. They are in charge of what you say and what you do. And because of this reason, you're doing things that are not really you. You're not operating from you. You are now the narcissist. You are the puppet. You are reacting to what the narcissist is doing to you. And what they do is they create scenarios in which you are going to react strongly, mildly sometimes, but usually strongly because you're being accused of things you aren't doing, you're being treated unfairly, and you get upset. This is done specifically because narcissists feed on reaction. You have to understand that they do not have the wherewithal to feel these feelings inside. They must feed on your reaction, and so they provoke you. But this doesn't just happen in families, and this doesn't just happen in romantic relationships or marriages. This happens with mental health practitioners, licensed mental health practitioners. And as I said earlier, there are some who are doing this work. There are some who are out-of-the-box thinkers, who have really studied this, who have a lot of experience with this, but I can tell you they are few and far between. And our tendency is to either ask our doctor for a referral for a mental health practitioner or to ask a friend, or we just look on ZocDoc or some other site to get recommendations. This is not what you want to do. Because if you do that, you're not going to get the help you need. The work that I do is very, very targeted and specialized. I know this topic inside and out. I know how to help somebody heal from it. But this is all I do. This is all I've ever researched or studied. So. I know how to do this, and not only do I know it, I've lived it. And you know that narcissistic abuse and the reactions that it provokes in you are very unusual. They're very strange. They're very unpredictable. They don't fit into logic. Nobody recognizes it. Nobody agrees. Everyone tells you you're wrong. There are specific reasons for this. 
and I talk about it in Close Encounters of the Worst Kind, second edition. Which, if you don't have it, I suggest you get it because it is chock full of all the information you will need. And when I say that, let me just remind you that I put out a lot of content, these videos, these podcasts, the book I wrote, or books I write, my website with lots and lots of articles. I put out content because I want you to be able to recognize what has happened to you. It will not help you heal. It will help you recognize so that you can then get the proper help. But a lot of people think if they listen to podcasts and if they go on forums and if they're in chat groups and um, if they read all there is to read and they've learned all there is to learn, that they heal. This is not true. Because narcissistic abuse happens on a very deep, subtle level, and you are unaware that it is happening to you. And so you think that you're thinking normally, but you're not. You are under the spell and control of an abuser who knows how to do this to your mind. And the kind of tactics that they use are the same ones that are used in military to get hostages to talk. The same tactics. They're the same tactics that cult leaders use to bring people in and get them stuck. So when I talk about these tactics, I'm talking about very severe tactics and they do work and it is mind control and it is very dangerous. The thing about mind control is when your brain is being controlled by somebody else, it doesn't feel any different to you. So the things that you say and the things that you do feel like you're making those decisions. You are not. And the only way you'll know that is to get out on the other side and deprogram what's been put in you, reprogram it with healthy thoughts, and then you'll see wow, my thinking was so distorted, but you will not have seen it while you're in it, which is one of the reasons why people say, why didn't I leave sooner? Why didn't I get out? Because you couldn't see it. It's very easy when you're on the outside looking in to say, why didn't I? I should have. What was wrong with me? Was I stupid? No, you couldn't see it. You were as blind to what was happening to you as someone who has a sight impairment and cannot see. You were completely blinded to the truth. Yes, there were moments where you glimpsed it, but the narcissist has a way of covering that up and making you go back into their control, their controlled way of thinking. So anyway, back to these mental health practitioners. There are many times where you will go to a therapist and you will feel very hurt and very damaged by the things that the therapist is saying to you or the psychiatrist is saying to you. It hits you in the gut 
it makes you feel upset. It makes you feel defensive. It makes you feel less than. It makes you feel responsible. Anytime a mental health professional is making you feel bad, something is wrong. And that's when you say, I'm leaving this person and I'm going to find somebody else or, or whatever, but you get away from them because it goes downhill from there. And the, the more they know they can control you, the more they control you. And they can, they can send you down the wrong road <clears throat> where you'll be in trouble, where you'll get in deeper with the narcissist or whatever abuser you're with. So be very, very careful when you do this. If you, if you have this sense, really, your sense is everything. But when you have this sense with a practitioner, believe it. Because you're right. You know, medical doctors, there are many narcissists in that field. There are narcissists in every single field. But they are prolific in the mental health field because they can control people's minds. That is what a narcissist feeds off of. So let's talk about like couples counseling. Um, and I got a question. Um, I also want to know if you come across narcissists working in the relationship expert space. If so, how do you realize they are narcissists when they're so good at hiding it? So I just explained that. Not only are there licensed professionals doing this work, but there are many charlatans out there who are doing this work. Don't be fooled by the following that they have, that millions of people are following them, that people are saying glorious things about them, that they're promising things that seem unreasonable. Because I know when I started out in this field, they did not exist. But once this got to be a popular topic, now everybody is trying to make money on this topic. And they're going to use you to make their money. There are charlatans out there. There are a few women out there that everybody looks up to who are narcissists. They're manipulators, they're controllers, and they have been making millions of dollars off of people just like you millions because you'll plop down money if somebody makes a promise to you you're so desperate you're in such pain that you'll give anything to feel better and this is what they are banking on literally banking on they're banking on you and your money and you'll go through their process their program whatever it is that they tell you to do and come out and not feel any better. And then you'll think it's you. You'll think you're the problem because here this person told you this is the this is the method. And yet it didn't work for you. So the first person you're going to turn against is yourself. It didn't work against me. Something is wrong with me. Why didn't this work? I'm telling you that there's no formula. There's no guarantee 
to helping you do this. And the reason is many, actually many reasons, but one of the reasons is because it is your mind that is going to make the change. Nobody can make this for you. What I do when I'm working with my clients is I guide their thinking. But it may take me two to five or more times with somebody saying the same thing before they get it. And I know that. I know that I'm telling, th telling them things that are very different than what they believe or have believed for a long time. So here you are buying these courses and you're supposed to just do A, B, C and work through this. It is not going to help you. You need to work one-on-one -on -one with somebody who's patient, who understands why you're not getting it. And I am so passionate about making my clients see what they can't see. So patient, so tolerant. And I may have five sessions that are almost the same, trying to get the same point across until that person, till the cognitive dissonance disappears and they can grasp the concept. But until you can truly grasp that concept and make it your own, you can't even begin to heal. There are people out there that are working in the divorce, high conflict divorce and parental alienation fields who tell you that there's an easy way to do this. This is not easy. As a matter of fact, there's the most prominent attorney in the world, Ashish Joshi, who has done many of these cases. And if he can't do it in your state, he works alongside of, he mentors the attorney that's in your state. But he does this all over the world and he will tell you he, win, he loses more than he wins. So if anybody out there is telling you that they can guarantee that if you do one, two, and three, the parental alienation will stop. The high conflict divorce will get easier. I am telling you, run. It is wrong. It's not possible. You know, you guys, I hope by now you know that I'm trustworthy. And I hope you know that I'm in this for the right reasons. I am in it to help you. I want to help people heal. I don't make a lot of money off of what I do. Trust me. I don't. The reason I don't is because I don't want to charge you an exorbitant amount to get well. I want you to get well. That's my goal. But when I, when I see these fraud fraudsters and these people who are taking your money and promising you something I know they cannot deliver. It makes me sick. But I'm not going to go after these people because these people often have attorneys and, and teams behind them. And they will decimate me. So I can't do this. But I can warn you. I can tell you that if somebody's giving you an easy formula to healing from narcissistic abuse, dealing with a high conflict divorce, 
or getting through parent uh, parental alienation, I'm telling you, do not listen. They're very convincing. Do not listen. Many of them have stolen databases where they're taking clients from reputable people and they're funneling them to themselves. And then you're getting contacted. There's a lot of bad things happening in this industry. So when you're looking for somebody to help you through any of these things that are narcissistic abuse related, you must have somebody with a track record, with testimonials, with things that you can believe. Like in my book, Close Encounters of the Worst Kind, I do case histories. I show you case histories on pretty much every kind of relationship there is, and also the tactics, how they're used. And I show you how it, how it starts, how it affects the person, how it ends up, and what, it, what brings them to me. But your mind has been altered. You don't know it. You can't think this. You can't imagine this. You can't logic your way out of this. Your logic is coming from the front of your mind. This is not there. The abuse and the pain and the trauma is not there. It's deep inside of you. Your logic will not touch it, nor will a professional's logic touch it. I don't use logic. I meet you where you are, and we work from there. Some people pull out really quickly. They pop right out of that very quickly. Some people take a little longer. Everybody's different, but I'm aware. You know, one of the things I tell people, the first time they work with me and I give them my 90 minute spiel of what they have gone through, what they're experiencing, why it feels the way it does. I always end the session by saying, in a couple of days, you're going to say to yourself, Randy Fine has no idea what she's talking about. She's wrong, wrong, wrong. I know that's going to happen in your mind because there's this thing called cognitive dissonance, which means when two thoughts collide, you can only think one way. And the way you're going to think is the one that's been ingrained in you, not the new one that I'm presenting, but the one that's been ingrained in you. So when I tell you something that's very different, I know your mind is going to flip right back to the old way of thinking. It will. It is guaranteed to. And so I tell people that because I want them to know when they come back, they can say, Randy, I don't believe a thing you said. <laughs> and I say, I know you don't. But I'm going to tell it to you again. And I may tell it to you in a different way. I may approach it a different way. Until I find a way in where you can grasp this concept or these concepts. So if you buy these do-it-yourself healing programs for narcissistic abuse, high conflict divorce, parental alienation, I'm telling you, you will not get better and you will be out a lot of money. I charge by the hour. 
and I don't make you sign up for contracts. I want you to come back because you want to come back. I want you to come back because you're getting help. You know you're getting better and you want to come back. I want you to, to drive that on your own. I don't set you up with long contracts and certain amount of sessions. I don't do that. Because I want you to know, I want you to trust me and I want you to know that what I'm doing is helping you. So I can't say it enough. Be very careful with who you give your money to, with who is making promises that seem too good to be true. They are too good to be true. But once your money is paid, that person's paid, they're off to the next person. It doesn't bother them at all. Because listen, narcissists are, not only are they prolific in the world, work, working world, the professional world, they're prolific among commoners. They're prolific among everybody. And narcissists capitalize on the vulnerability of others. So there are people out there that are selling you something they cannot fulfill. And you're desperate. I'm so passionate about this. This really hurts me when I see this going on. And I know that people like you who are desperately seeking real help and you don't have a lot of money and you want to get it right and you're getting ripped off and you're not getting better. And then you beat yourself up because it didn't work and you won't seek any more treatment because you think it's you. It's not you. Narcissistic abuse is one of the worst kinds of abuse one can experience. It is one of the most devastating things that can happen to an individual. And I'm talking about abuse from someone who has narcissistic personality disorder. I'm not talking about somebody who likes what they look like in the mirror or thinks they're all, all that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a personality disorder that is almost the same as a psychopath or sociopath. This is very serious. And what they do to people is very serious. It can destroy you. Not only can it destroy you mentally, emotionally, psychologically, it will destroy you physically. It will destroy you physically. And I don't mean that they're going to hurt you. Maybe, maybe they're physical. I don't know. Most narcissists are not physical because they have so much power over someone's mind. They don't need to do anything physical. But what you endure is going to kill you little by little. And this is how it happens. So even if you are in a, ch a child with parents and you're living in this environment, what narcissistic abuse causes is a constant state of fight or flight, a constant state of anxiety. Whether you know it or are aware of the fact that you're in danger, your subconscious knows that you're in danger. And so it keeps you in fight or flight at all times. This is not a natural state for the mind to be in. 
And when you live in that state and you get used to it, it becomes your norm. You don't realize that your body is constantly flooded with cortisol, the hormone cortisol. It's constantly flooded with it. Your brain is flooded with it. What does this do to your body? It destroys your immune system. So the longer you're in these situations, the worse you're going to be. And the further your immune system, the worse your immune system is going to be. It's going to be destroyed. And at some point, our immune system is the thing we need to keep healthy because it is what keeps us from getting dreaded diseases. We cannot allow this to happen to ourselves. And especially if you're stuck in a relationship and your immune system is falling apart, what's going to happen when you can't give supply to the narcissistic abuser? They will throw you away so fast, leave you high and dry, and then you're going to be in big trouble because now you don't even have the energy, the strength, the health to walk away and, and recoup your life. Do it while you can. Do it while you're well enough to do it, because I promise you, I promise you, you can bank on this 100% guarantee that you will get sick. And I've seen terrible things happen to people. But it's a progression. So pay attention. So this is mind, body, soul destruction. This is what narcissists do. And I don't want this to happen to you. And if it has happened to you, I don't want you to suffer anymore. I want you to get better. So I go online and I see all these promises being made to you. And I see these exorbitant amounts of money that are being charged to people just like you. And I just feel sick. Because you're never going to get better if you do that. Who do you trust? As I said before, you trust people with a given, with a track record. I have 15 years of successfully guiding people out from narcissistic abuse, helping them regain their lives. I have a track record. There are other people out there who have track records. They're doing wonderful work. I am not the only one. I can only speak for myself, but I am not the only one. Ask a lot of questions. Be very cautious before you start plunking money down. I actually do a consultation first, if you'd like, so you can see if I'm right for you. So you can see if what I'm saying resonates with you. And others do the same thing, but don't just buy some person's program that is guaranteed to fix you because it will not. And this is particularly devastating in the high conflict divorce and parental alienation areas of this narcissistic abuse because everything is riding on this. The ch your children's future is riding on this. 
whether you can survive a divorce, whether you can come out okay and be able to take care of yourself is riding on this. And if you go down the wrong path, you're going to, something's going to happen that is irreversible. Desperation can cause us to do a lot of things. Don't let desperation make your decisions. Take your time. Make them with conscious and deliberate thought. I'm speaking to you because I want to help you. I'm speaking to you because I know how many of you are suffering and how you feel like you're never going to get out from under this. And I'm telling you, you can. But if left to your own devices, you will not be able to do this because you're not in touch with what's really wrong. You can't be. You don't know how it happened, really how it happened, the details of how it happened, which I, sh I will share with you, but you don't know how it happened and you don't know where you are. You think you're you, but you're not. And you could be away from a narcissist for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, if you do not get the proper treatment and heal from this, that narcissist is still with you and they're still pushing levers in your head. And you're wondering why you can't pull your life together because they're still there. Yes, you've moved on, you've had other relationships, but the abuser is still there. Trust me. This is why I'm so passionate about this work that I do. It's the only thing I could ever do. I want to get the abuser out of your head. I want to restore you back to normalcy. I want to restore you. Not only do I want to restore you, I want you to develop the tools that you didn't have, the skills that you didn't have, boundary systems, self-love, self-awareness, self-validation. How many of you are looking constantly looking for praise or validation from other people. Why do you do that? Because you don't know how to give it to yourself. Because somehow you, the message was given to you that you are only as valuable as you are told you are in the moment. And when that's moment, that moment's gone, you don't know who you are and you don't have any value. I teach you how to do that from the inside out. And you know what? All of these things that I'm teaching, I've had to do because I was where you were. Devastated. One disgusting, horrible, abusive relationship after another. Violence. The victim of horrific crimes. Horrible things that I went through. And I thought that was my life. I thought that's how it was going to be because I thought I was thinking normally. But I healed from that and I can tell you that is not who I was. That is not, I did not fulfill my potential at all. I healed it and I realized my potential. It was not an easy thing and I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have somebody to, to help me do this. 
I had to do it by myself. And there was no internet when I started this process. There was no Google searching. So I know how to do this. I know what it takes to do it. And I want to encourage you to speed that process up and get through this. If you go to a traditional therapist, their goal is to keep you in therapy as long as possible. Years and years and years. People will say, yeah, I've been in therapy for two years. It hasn't helped. I know it hasn't helped. Because if the core of the issue was treated, you would have been out of there in six months. It's fast when somebody knows how to do this. Very fast. So I hope that you are hearing me, that you're finding value in what I'm saying to you. Please leave me com comments. This really helps me to know how to speak to you, what you want to know. If I'm reaching you, leave me comments and tell me, was this impactful to you? Did it resonate with you? What have your experiences been? Have you had any of the experiences that I have suggested that you may have had or that many are having? Please let me know. But I hope you believe that I'm as trustworthy as they come. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how to tell you any other way because any charlatan's gonna tell you that they're trustworthy. So I guess that in itself is not going to be convincing. But you can follow me, you can watch my videos, you can read Close Encounters of the Worst Kind Second Edition. You can go on my website and read what I write. Does it resonate? Does it make sense? Is it something that you feel deeply is getting in touch with you? So that's what I want to say about that. The, the person uh, also asked me another question, which I'm going to go over quickly. Um, The person said, I would like to hear about the misguided loyalty adult children of narcissists seem to often feel toward their parents. I've lived this one too. There, there's so many factors that cause this, but let's start with the expectations of society. Let's start with how society looks at families and parents and responsibility towards your family and responsibility towards your parents. Let's look at the Ten Commandments, which is often misinterpreted when it said, honor thy father and thy mother. These are very, very misleading things. And anybody that knows the Bible does not take any of those things at face value because there's a lot behind it. That's why there's so many students of religion, biblical law, everything, because it's not just what is said, it is what the intention is behind it. So people will say to me, my parents are elderly, I can't walk away. I say, how does it make you feel every time you're around them? It makes me sick. It drains the life out of me. It takes me weeks to recover. 
Is that how you want to feel? No. But I don't have a choice, they say. They're my parents. This is my family. This is my responsibility. If your parents or your family, if they these people are abusers, and there's no way to stop them from abusing you. If you've tried boundary setting, if you've tried limited contact, if you've reasoned with them, if you've written heartfelt letters to them and nothing changes, the needle doesn't move at all. They're abusers. There's not a deity, a God, a higher consciousness in this world that would insist you stay with an abuser. Yes, you try to work it out. Absolutely. Don't just go, oh, this isn't working. I'm walking away. No, you try different things to see if you can make it better. If you find there's nothing you can do to make a situation better, you have to get out of it. People will judge you. People will say, how can you do this to your family? How can you do this to your parents? Because they're of the mindset of the masses, this mass consciousness, this, this decision that everybody's made that family first, no matter what, parents first, no matter what. I want you to know that your ability to take care of yourself, love yourself, protect yourself at all costs is the number one way to survive in this world. You, not anybody else, must protect yourself at all costs. And that means that when something is intrusive, painful, abusive, chronic, you have to take care of yourself. Nobody else is going to fix this for you. You have to do this for yourself. You have to say no. Look how it makes me feel to be around these people. Look how long it takes me to recover every single time. How much do I dread that picking up that phone and making that weekly or every other day phone call or even every day phone call? How much stress does it put on me? Narcissists are resilient. They go on and on and on. They will be fine. You will be dead. That's what's going to happen. It happened to my sister. It happened to my sister, my beautiful sister, talented sister. She's dead. So you have to take care of yourself. The way that I see it, what I've learned to do with myself is I protect myself like a lioness protects her cubs fiercely. I don't let things in that I know are going to upset me, that are going to trigger me. People who have hurt me in the past and have never made, never said they're sorry or made any effort to fix things, those people don't come in. They don't come in. Because you know what? The work that I do here with you 
I couldn't do this work if I allowed that to come in. Because my head would be scrambled. I wouldn't be able to think straight. And I wouldn't be able to be a mentor to you. You're feeling a certain way because you're allowing things that are uncomfortable, painful, to come in. Don't allow them. This is where boundary setting is important. This is where self-validation, you know, I was not a self-validator. I was somebody who relied on outside validation. And my gosh, the relationships it got me into because I was needing somebody to tell me who I was instead of me telling me who I was. That will get you in trouble. That will make you prey for predators. I had to build that muscle where I don't care what anybody says about me. I know who I am. I know what I am. And I know when it feels wrong. It took years in the making. I don't want it to take years in the making for you because there are ways to get you there very quickly. I could have been there so quickly had it been this day and, you know, this time. I'm talking about being adult, an adult in the 80s where there was no information. So as far as your parents go, if you have a, a mother who is a narcissist, if you have a father who is a narcissist, you don't have a mother, you don't have a father, you have a narcissist. Narcissists take on roles that get them the supply that they need, the narcissistic supply that they need. Narcissists become mothers, they become fathers because children are a primary source of narcissistic supply. They don't bring children into the world to, to produce healthy, vi vibrant, vital, self-sufficient adults. They produce their own feed. So a narcissistic mother, remember this, is not a mother. And so if you're going to apply society's morals to your narcissistic mother, take away mother. You don't have a narcissistic mother. You have a narcissist playing a mother role. And there is no maternal instinct there whatsoever. That's how you know. Yeah, there's a little bit here and a little bit there, but it's not steady. Father, the same thing. If you have a father that's a narcissist and you feel like you owe your loyalty to your father, I'm telling you, if you think your father is narcissistic, he's not a father. He's a narcissist playing a father role. This is harsh. I know it's harsh. But when you can see it this way, you can understand why you have to rise above it, why you don't have to sacrifice your mental and physical health for a predator. And that's all they are, is a predator. A family that has narcissistic parents, narcissistic siblings, whatever it is, this is not a family at all. You're told to be loyal to your family. You're told to be loyal to your parents. That's just manipulation. 
but in a family with a narcissist in it is not a family at all. It's not a family in the sense that we think of it. <clears throat> there's no loyalty, there's no respect. And when you have a narcissistic parent, every person in that family is in their own corner, figuring out how to make it through. There's no cohesion. There's no relationships. And triangulation is used between siblings to turn all of you against each other because the narcissist doesn't want you to get together and overthrow them. And they have to turn you against each other so that you have no power. The power is in the siblings getting together and rising up and overthrowing this parent. The narcissistic parent won't allow that. So you grow up and you wonder why you don't have these relationships with your siblings. Your parent did that, or your parents did that, your mother, your father, whatever. They did that. So you couldn't overthrow their power. And you'll never have those relationships, ever. They cannot be restored because the animosity, the hostility, the false narratives are so deeply ingrained in each of you, you can never see the person any other way. So this is not a family. You owe nothing to these people. You, just like as a child, you were in your own corner trying to survive, you still are. You are a lone soldier in this. You have no family to back you up. They're not going to be there. And every time you try to lean on them, you get destroyed every single time. They dangle carrots in front of you. They torture you. They make you wait and wait and wait, and then they don't help you with what you ask for, or they finally help you, and then they hold it over you for the rest of your life. This is not a family. These are not parents. So I want you to understand that. So this, what is, let's see what she said. Um, misguided loyalty. That's misguided loyalty. You're loyal to somebody who doesn't care about you. They can't care about you. They don't love you, not because you're not lovable, but because they can't love. Just like somebody with who has no sight, can never see, never see. The narcissist cannot love. They are blind to the emotion of love. They don't know what it is. They don't know what it feels like. They can say the words because they've learned that. They're, they study people. They know what's appropriate to say. But if you think your narcissist loves you, think about, do you feel loved? Because when somebody loves you, you feel loved and you feel safe and you feel protected. So <clears throat> that's what I have to say about that. What I want, I want to let you know that um, Close Encounters of the Worst Kind, second edition, I am now coming out with a workbook for it. I will have it back from the editor probably today or tomorrow. It will go into production and it will be out within the next few months. This workbook corresponds to the chapters in the 
narcissistic abuse, I mean, uh, Close Encounters of the Worst Kind, second edition, the guide for recovery. And there's always a lesson, an example, and then there's something that you work on, and then there's a conclusion to everything. And by going through these exercises, you will begin this healing process on your own. I can't promise you that you'll be 100% better, but you're going to be so ready. You're going to be right there at that line where somebody like me comes in and starts to tell you the truth and you get it because the cognitive dissonance has lifted. It's gone. You now have worked through many things. This work, workbook is going to be very, very good for you. So I recommend that you have both the book and the workbook. But I do these shows quite often. I will let you know when the workbook is out. It will be on Amazon, and you'll be able to get that. And I created it so you write right in the book. You don't have to have separate paper or anything like that. You write right in the book. So these are the things that I wanted to talk to you about today. And I hope that they resonate with you. I hope that maybe one small part of you has opened up a little bit to a new reality of what the truth is. And I also hope that none of you are going to blindly give your money to charlatans. Trust me, they are out there. And I know who a few of them are. And it's very difficult to spot them. I spot them because this is all I do. I can pick them out, but you can't. You'll never be able to see it. So be very, very careful with how you proceed with your healing. Do not let desperation guide you or misguide you. Take your time, get it right. Get it right the first time. All of this is possible. High conflict divorce, parental alienation, if you are guided by someone who knows how to do this, it takes so much of the sting out of it. It makes a difficult situation not easy, but bearable. And it helps you get through it. And then when you come out the other side, you are okay. And you move forward with your life. You don't get into another one of these relationships. So let's get it right. I care about all of you, I really do. And I want you to get better. I hope you have subscribed to the Randy Fine YouTube channel. If you haven't, please do. Please give me comments. Let me know what you're thinking about what I say. There are people who comment all the time and I love that. And I will comment back. I read those comments and I will comment back to you or answer you. If there's a question or something, I will answer you. You can look through my other videos and you can see, look through the comments that, you know, on the ones that I have comments and see, I interact with these people. I will answer you. I find time for you. And please give me a thumbs up when you like something. I have so many videos on that channel that are worthwhile for you in many different ways. So I hope you'll take the time to watch them. 
And may joy and serenity always be yours. I'll see you again soon. Bye-bye.